Hey everybody, it's Matt. Thank you for listening. I'm releasing this on Sunday, June 21st. Happy Father's Day out there to everybody. This is a conversation I had with my friend Mike. Uh, We went to college together at CSU a long time ago, and it originated from a Facebook post that Mike had submitted about a month ago. And I thank him for opening up and talking about this, and he and I have very interesting and candid conversations. We called it easy conversations about a difficult topic, and that topic is race in America. And we talk about the use of the N-word. We talk about different conversations that he and I have had with our kids about police. And we just wanted to release this to give people a simple way to have, again, an easy conversation about a difficult topic with people in their life. Mike also emailed me a link to the books that he referenced, and I'll include that with the show notes. Take a read, take a listen, and thank you for listening as always i really do appreciate it yeah so i think the names that like that you always call me i think it was freaking billy that used to call me mikey so i was like yeah that's probably the only thing you probably want to say there but <laughs> <laughs> and i don't have to use your last name if you don't want me to it's fine no i don't care about that you know right. people will, people will probably laugh anyway be like oh yeah you got michael jackson on the line there <laughs> Sure you do. <laughs> well, that joke was tired when you and I first met. I know, yeah. So I'm not, I'm one. If I'm not anything, I'm not obvious. So I'll just that doesn't. It's not even no. funny to me. So no, it's funny. I was I was talking. It was actually on a a call with a with a client, and you know, of course, they were like, "Hey, did you get here about your name?" And that you know, I was telling about you know, remember our our freshman year in the dorm, how we had James Taylor. Oh, yeah. That was in the hall. And then, like, on the other side of the dorm was, like, Christy Brinkley or something like that. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, I always say, you know, like, that our hall was the celebrity hall or whatever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the celebrity nerd hall. <laughs> yeah, we were we were nerds for sure. <laughs> well, cool. All right, I'll just get this rolling here. So... Welcome to the podcast. This is Matt Sodnikar. Thank you for everyone that listens and shares and comments. I, I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And I thank you for taking the time to listen. And um, yeah, this is looking at the date here. This is now June 18th, 2020. And I started doing timestamps on episodes back during COVID. And now I think it's even more relevant for what date it is. And This conversation, um, I'm not qualified to talk about, but I think my friend is, and um, this is my friend Mike Jackson from college, and it's been a a long time since we've talked, but we'll get into why Mike's on this episode, but it's great to talk to you again, Mike, and I appreciate you making the time. No, hey, Matt, you know, it's it's always good, you know, talking with you. I, I think a lot of times we joke. Uh, you know, about things that's going on with our, with our lives. And, and a lot of it is real, you know, lighthearted and usually involving, you know, beer or, you know, sports <laughs> or, or, or activities that we do. So it's, you know, it, it's, I, I guess I'd say it's a, it's, a, it's an opportune time to really, I guess, to, to, to have a serious conversation, but, you know, I really look at it personally is, you know, not so much, uh, you know, you mentioned, 
you know, having an expert on it, and I, I, by by no means I would probably say uh, uh, I'm an expert, but I, I would say more along the lines of having conversations with your friends. You know, it's you know rather than just describe it as a difficult conversation with your friend, it's you know the the you know, as we talk together, I think talking is easy. Maybe the the subject matter is maybe a little bit dicey and a little bit difficult, but I think hopefully, you know, throughout this time, we can demonstrate how, how you can have that conversation. So that's really uh, my hope. So, Yeah, well said. And just to put some um, perfect clarity on this, Mike is a black man in America and I'm a white man in America. And you had posted on Facebook, um, well, was it three, four weeks ago? I think after what happened to Mr. Floyd up in Minneapolis went down, you shared a similar experience. And yeah, and that's what Mike and I wanted to talk about today is that um, this, this, the, the events are going to affect different people differently and it's going to be perceived by different people. And rather than generalizations, Mike and I wanted to talk about specifics about what his viewpoints and thoughts were and, um, and, and mine as well. And just have a conversation between two friends, like you said, about uh, an easy conversation, maybe about a difficult subject. And so um, I want to just have you kind of retell in person, the story you posted on Facebook, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, no, sure. And, and, and I will say that, you know, you know, I felt really the need to, uh, you know, mention that that's really kind of something that I hadn't really shared with a lot of people, uh, prior, but I thought it was very appropriate, not so much as to, um, or I'd say more, maybe to call attention to, get besides I guess the assumption of oh this person it only happens to people that are doing criminal activities or you know really look at somebody that maybe you know that may be your that might be your co-worker you know I yeah I've I've been pretty successful in my career I've you know been blessed with a you know wife and kids we live in a you know nice neighborhood nice school so you know I think a lot of times when people see that they don't really you know they don't really view uh, somebody like me is 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 experienced that, so I thought you know at, at risk of uh, opening up some wounds because obviously there was a, uh, a aspect of it that still hurts. Because like I said I, at that time I lost my best friend as a result of that in terms of uh, what happened, but I thought it was worthwhile to share that. So uh, uh, given in context with that, you know, I'll, I'll kind of. Uh, summarize you know what, what what i what i wrote down on facebook so sure um you know the time frame was you know i believe january uh, 1999 um my best friend uh his name's chris zimmerman uh we had just come back i think we were coming back from it was longmont uh we went to a bar it was kind of our wednesday thing where we'd go play basketball in loveland go have a couple of beers and then you know head on back so you know we did you know did that normal thing uh 
sat and talked a little while about life. You know, it was kind of, I don't want to go too much in detail in, in terms of that, but, but afterwards, um, you know, he got in his car to drive off. I think he was, you know, he's going back to his girlfriend's house and I got, got in my car to, uh, head back to my apartment. So we're driving on the same road going down and, um, out of nowhere, you know, he was, you know, he was in the passenger side. I was on the other side in the other car in the other lane um a car you know uh, basically it was a drunk driver the the guy didn't have his lights on uh you know just had no idea you know slammed right into uh, my best best friend's car so you know it was a head-on collision so um obviously i was you know really in a, in, a, in a state of shock so you know, getting out of the car, I, I, yeah, I wanted to see that if he was okay and then really kind of gauge the situation. Um, and you know, you got to think of, you know, in, in that moment, you're, you're, it's almost like you're, you're in a state of shock. You're not really believing the things that you see or whatever. So, um, you know, I go over there, uh, you know, try to check on him. He's not responsive or anything like that. Uh, so then the police, uh, come in, you know, they, you know, they, they, they come into the accident scene, uh, you know, they, you know, they pull me away, you know, and, you know, and, and, the uh, you know, the, the fire department too, as far as like, I guess they're beginning, uh, I guess what, I, I don't know what the exact term of it is, but basically kind of extracting the, uh, Chris's body from the thing. But at the time I was still, uh, you know, wondering, okay, what's going on with them? Is he, you know, is he alive? What are they, what are they doing? Um, and then I heard, you know, you know, like one of the first responders saying, and, you know, kind of whispering like, yeah, he's, you know, not there. So, you know, still kind of being in a state of shock, um, you know, I ran over back to the car, you know, cause I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, couldn't believe, couldn't believe it myself. You know, it's like, okay, what's, um, you know, what's going on here and everything like that. So. The police, yeah, at that point, they're, you know, they, I guess they're trying to stop me from going over there. So I will say at this time, my, I did not throw any punches. I didn't, you know, tackle anybody. Basically, I was avoiding, uh, you know, basically avoiding getting uh, pulled because I, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, I wanted to see my friend, mm -hmm. uh, which would have been, I guess, you know, for that last time or whatever. So what then happened, like I said, you know, they, they did, you know, tackle me to the ground. So basically I was, you know, face down on the, uh, basically on the road. Uh, you know, they had, you know, my hands handcuffed. So at that point I was, you know, subdued. Cause I, I think, you know, I kind of overcome with emotion and then, you know, you know, the little part of you, I guess, as far as what I learned, as far as like, okay, don't, don't resist. But then at that time, uh, a police officer said he had his knee on my, on my back. So I would say, you know, in all fairness, he didn't, he didn't have, uh, the, the same, uh, pressure point that, uh, Floyd had, but you know, he had, you had, you know, had a knee on my back and after I've, you know, basically, you know, stopped, you know, any type of, uh, resistance or, you know, any, any force, um, you know, he then pulled out a can of mace and proceeded to, you know, spray, you know, spray my eyes and basically said, yeah, you ain't, you know, you're not so tough now. You're not so fast now, are you? 
So fortunately, you know, and like I said, that's, and, and I, and I, and I pause there because, you know, but for, if you look at the, the, the George Floyd situation, you know, that very well, like I said, the, the knee in the back could have been, could have been the knee to the neck, you know, like I said, it, it really could have been the knee to the neck, um, you know, just slight things that, you know, could have drastically changed differently. Um, in my instance, and again, I, I, I think from a police standpoint, I think it turned out okay in that uh, there were other officers on the scene, and they recognized that uh, the guy that you know, you know, basically had me in a submissive position, and then was kind of proceeding to, uh, I don't know if you want to call it rub it in or whatever, you know, you know kind of take some kind of satisfaction or whatever. Uh, pulled, they pulled him off. Uh, then they took me, you know, they, you know, loosened, loosened the handcuffs. They, you know, took me over to the medics, uh, cleaned my eyes out, you know, cleaned my face off of the mace. And, you know, one of the guys apologized, like, yeah, you didn't, you know, hey, you didn't, you know, you didn't deserve that. Da, 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 da. So I tell that story, like I said, again, you know, because, because um, in that moment, I could have been. Uh, you know, George Floyd, you know, thank, thank God that um, I, I wasn't. Um, and so, and like I said, so I thought it was worthwhile, like I said, because like I said, it, obviously it's uh, been, you know, a good 20 some years and I still, you know, still, still got love for my Ben Zim, you know, for my, for my buddy Zim. But I thought in that moment that it was important for me to, you know, dig into a, a painful topic to, you know, really kind of, you know, to tell someone about myself that maybe, like I said, you know, you didn't, you know, you never heard about that, you know, very yeah. few outside of, you know, my, my folks, uh, my wife now knew bits and pieces, but not, not, the, you know, the, the, the details of things. So I, I really thought it was important to say, you know, before you click on that button of, oh, well, this person deserved it or, if the person just didn't struggle, this wouldn't have happened. That no, it 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 very well could happen, and then I, I thought that would be a, a point to share. So, um, yeah, and I, I, and I said I wrote it down, and and I'm you know kind of talking about it here today. So, so, and thank you for sharing that. Um, I mean, an awful event that was compounded and made even worse, it sounds like to me. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it's, uh, and, and, you know, the thing that was interesting, too, even afterwards, you know, because they, you know, they had to, they had to take me into the, to the jail cell, um, you know, called my folks in, but, you know, the next day, you know. So were you arrested to, then? Yeah, actually, I was I was initially charged with uh, disturbing a peace officer, you know, which I guess what they call for first responders, uh, firemen. But so I went to court that next day, and the you know, base, basically the uh, the DA was like, "No, we're not, you know, we're not touched. We're we're throwing this out. This is completely ridiculous." Um, they happened to know. They actually happened to know Chris because he actually was a lawyer, so uh, they were you know familiar with him, and they're you know the fact that they're like, yeah, you shouldn't, this shouldn't never even happened. Um, and I did have, 
it was interesting that I had a young lady, uh, a young black woman call me afterwards that, you know, at the time, I think she wanted to really pursue, um, you know, some type of, hey, you know, we should do some type of legal action against the police. Um, what they did was wrong. Da, 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 da. And even now, even today, I kind of, I kind of go back and forth because it's, it was an example where I believe in, in in my, you know, in my thoughts that, yeah, the one officer did go beyond what he, you know, was probably reasonable, but then there was also the others that basically stopped him. So at that point, you know, I was kind of like, well, in that moment, the police did police themselves. So I don't, I don't really have, you know, and I was still kind of going through my grief cycle. So I said, you know, that's not something I don't really want to pursue because there was some cops that did the right thing. And I, and I think, you know, I, I think even with some of the things that you're seeing with some of the protests um, today, it's not that people are, you know, protesting all cops or, or, or protesting the fact of, what the justice justice system should be it's just the way how it's been unevenly i guess handed out so and there there's a difference you know it's you know when you hear people black lives matter and other people say well all lives matter yeah that's that's true all lives do matter um and i think an analogy i think you see on some tweets and stuff like that is you know all houses matter, but if you have the house down the street that's burning, you want you want the fire department to take care of that fire. So same thing with Black Lives Matter. So I think, you know, being able to call attention to these things and, and things that, um, you know, maybe as a white person, you know, you weren't aware of that. You know, I, I think that's, you know, it's an important time to begin having those discussions as well as, you know, other things, so. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, w I wanna come back to your experience after that night, but <clears throat> I remember, oh, this could have been 15, 20 years ago, I was having a happy hour with my buddy Marty. And he, at the time, was a account executive for one of the TV stations here in Denver. And He's black, and we went to the Piper Inn up on uh, Highway 83, Parker Road up here. It's a biker bar, and I think I was wearing a tie, and he was in a suit, and we looked like the worst undercover cops in this biker bar because it was just, <laughs> you know, he's he's dressed up, and I'm dressed yeah. up, but it's all just, you know, bikers and leather and stuff, <clears throat> and we were just shooting the shit, and then um, I, I don't remember what the context was maybe we were leaving or something and he's like, Oh, you know, probably should start heading home. I'm like, dude, it's awesome summer night. He's like, ah, I just don't want to get a DWB. And I was like, D -W <laughs> was like driving while black. And I was like, what, what is that? He's like, Oh yeah, I get pulled over all the time just for, just for driving black. And I didn't dispute what he was saying. I was like, well, what, what exactly is that? And he just told me about the reality of his particular situation that, you know, just you know, even driving a nice car and a nice suit and a successful 
businessman who happens to be black. It just, you know, got his more than share of uh, traffic violations. No, and that's, you know, it's sad, unfortunate. I've experienced that, you know, myself, you know, it's, and, and growing up, um, you got to understand, I guess maybe, and some of it has to do with age. I don't, I, I guess I, and I won't age ourselves to tell us how old we are on, on this podcast. Cause you'll probably, uh, <laughs> probably lose some followers or whatever. You know? <laughs> but, <laughs> no, dude, I, I've been moisturized and I look good. Don't worry. Okay. There you go. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a camera on. So, <laughs> but you know, you got to realize that my folks, they, they grew up in Little Rock and they grew up in a segregated school. This was, you know, even before the landmark uh, case where they allowed, you know, the first integration of, uh, you know, a, 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 a black student into a white school. So they, they predated that. Um, so growing up, my folks taught me, you know, really a couple things, you know, you know, do the right thing because, you know, of course you're supposed to do the right thing, but do extra because the expectation of you would be less. Um, you know, when you approach a, a police officer, it's, you know, it's yes, sir, no, sir. You know, nothing that's nothing threatening, you know, definitely be intentional with what you do and what you say. And I would say, you know, and like I said, I have this conversation with some friends where they say, yeah, well, yeah, that's a smart thing to do. And that's what, you know, my mom would ever say. But I don't think that they ever said because you might die from it or you might, you know, you might be physically harmed from it. And I think that's sure. kind of a small, you know, small difference. So, I, I, you know, in that time, like I said, yeah, I've been pulled over. Actually, not lately. I, I think I've been pretty fortunate. But yeah, there was a period of time where, yeah, I did get pulled over one time. I think the worst, probably most egregious case was I was actually, uh, we were driving to Denver. Uh, this is, again, this is a, a while back. I was not driving, was in the back seat, in the middle of the back seat with, uh, you know, a bunch of white friends. So, uh he gets pulled over they ask for his license and they ask for mine hmm. and you know it's like well what is you know you know nobody else is like you know and you know but again it, it's you know the the mindset was you know internally you think okay this is bullshit you know excuse the french but you know the other side is like okay don't don't cause don't cause waves because that, that's that's really in large part i think how we uh, how i guess how we were raised so you know really you hope as each generation you know you know as they go through each generation that things will get better and and, and by and large part i think they have i think there i think there's some things where uh maybe we haven't moved as quickly as we should have um, and again, like I said, part of it is in the name of uncomfortable conversations. You know, it's, you know, I think for, I don't know if we're called millennials or, or whatever they define our, our, our group, you know, a lot of it, especially for a black person was, you know, you, you tend to laugh some, you know, certain things off, you know, so, you know, the, the, the little jokes of, 
uh, of being the only spook or, or, you know, you know, you know, things like that, even from your friends where they may not mean it to be hurtful, but it, you know, they don't really recognize that, you know, they don't recognize what, you know, the pain that you, that you have to, you know, at the time we were like, you know, oh, we just have to kind of smile and just kind of say, oh yeah, that's funny or whatever. Um, but it, you know, like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a real thing, you know, it's, you know, and, it, and it's really, I think at that time, and I, I kind of look back, back when we we're in school, um, you know, you know, would I have had that conversation, you know, say with you all that we're having now? I don't know. I don't know if I would have. I, I, I mm-hmm. think there was, you know, as much as it may have been uncomfortable, uh, for you as a white person to broach the conversation, I think at that time, there's a little bit of like, well, geez, if I, you know, if I bring this up, I I might be accused of being the angry black man and nobody likes the angry black man. So I think it's, you know, these times are good, you know, and and I I think it's refreshing to be able to, you know, to have these conversations, like I said, say, yeah, you know, and I don't like using white privilege as a, as a bludgeon. Some people like to do that and just say, hey, white privilege, and, and, and just beat you over the head of it like a, like a stick. But, you know, to kind of call attention to say, these are things that, you know, I went through. Um, these are things that, you know, maybe you didn't understand or, or anything like that. And, you know, one friend asked me, um, well, what, you know, what, what, what can I do? I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, just a person of, you know, you know, how I was raised, you know, just, you know, uh, the result of my culture or whatever. And I think the best thing really, like I said, I think it's just, you know, listen, do what's right. Call attention when, you know, like I said, if you see wrong acts and I think those, you know, those, I think that's how you can really kind of combat uh, the concept of, of white privilege. I know I went on quite a bit, but I don't, you know, kind of get back on track here. No, it, it's all good, Mike. Just this, again, you, you take it where you want to go. And like I said, I'm just <clears throat> here to listen and learn and, and do what I can. Right. Because, you know, oh, go ahead. Yeah. You know, something that, that, you know, cause I know we, we, we talked a little bit before and you mentioned, and I, and I, and I was really, I was like, Yo, wow, that's really a great moment. And, and you know, you mentioned, you know, your daughter when, uh, you know, when the, when the protests, oh yeah, you know, first, you know, you know, first started coming out, and you know, she automatically felt that this was the right thing to do. And I thought that was just like the, you know, the greatest thing in the world. And that's and that's why I continue to hope, hold hope for you know uh, the next generation, you know, because. You know, I, I think there's always going to be some amount of, I would say racist or, or people that just believe for some other, you know, for one reason or another that they're better than somebody else. But I think as generations go and, and being able to look at things differently and, and in some instances say, well, no, it's not okay. You know, it's, right. we, we've kind of got by and said, yeah, okay, we just, we just won't talk about it because it's uncomfortable. And hey, you know, that's, I, I think that's just, you know, that's just a great thing. And that's really kind of kudos to you in terms of, of you know, how you raised her and anything like that. So. Oh, well, thank you. 
Thank you. And um, a couple things there. Like, I think there's always going to be racism. I think it's going to be in the Middle East. It's going to be even like religious, like, you know, Irish and Protestant Catholics, right? They're going to, and blacks and whites. There's always going to be racism, right? I think, unfortunately, I agree with you. That's always going to be there, but we can do things that will either insulate or help or protect or combat it and, and try to fight because it it'll never go away. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think that people, you know, people will have the best of themselves or the worst of themselves. But I think mm -hmm. as a society that we don't need to accept those norms. So, like, you know, that's, I, I think that's the bigger thing. And I think that's one of the things that you're seeing today that, you know, you know, you didn't see, you know, even I think, what is it, 20 years ago when, when, you know, when Rodney King got, uh, you know, got beat up. And, and like I said, you know, the, you know, the stuff that you're seeing on video now, it's not that they just started happening last week. This has been going on, you know, you know, going back from, from the time that, you know, my ancestors were slaves, you know, at, 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 at different points. So, it's not something that just suddenly cropped up. It's just, you know, in the 21st century, now everybody has like a phone and everybody has a camera to record things. So it's, it's, you're actually seeing a, uh, a view on that. And again, yeah. I'm not, I'm not here to, 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 to pound on officers. I have, I have, a, you know, several close friends who, who, who serve, you know, faithfully in, in the force, you know, like I said, growing up, uh, you know, one of my closest friends, his dad was a cop. So it's, you know, I, I, I recognize the value and appreciate um, what they do. It's really, like I said, you know, for, you know, for police, it's, you know, police in your own, you know, same thing with, you know, in your workplace, you know, if, uh, you know, if people are saying off color things or, or, you know, even making, you know, you know, bad assumptions as far as mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, Mike only got in that position because of affirmative action, not because of anything that he'd done talent wise. You know, so, you know, to being able to, to be comfortable to call those things out to, you know, to say, well, no, I, you know, I work with Mike or like I said, I work, I work with Matt, you know, he's, you know, he's, he, he's, he's, he's a stand up guy. He's, he's, he's worked hard to do that. I think those are, those are how society, you know, beats the, the individual racism you know like i said because they're the, to your point there's always going to be people that are going to hate um they're mm -hmm. going to think that they're for some odd reason that they're better or more privileged and again that's you know that, that you know it could be color it could be you know based on wealth you know you know oh i don't want you going out with my daughter because you're poor you don't have you know it's there's always that um you know, a certain segment that will always find something bad in something else. And I think it's just a lot of hate and resentment in their own heart. So we, we can't, we can't combat that, but as a society, we can definitely say that this is not, you know, this is not the norm. This is, this is not normal. Yeah. Well, and I want to go back to uh, the kids for a second. I've got a son who's 22 and a daughter who's 17. And that story from a couple of weeks ago when she was going downtown to Denver, <clears throat> I've always tried to um, not, 
not gloss over the differences. And I think I was fortunate to grow up in Pueblo where, um, I, I don't know, there weren't a lot of black people in Pueblo, I don't think. No, there was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I was exposed to a large uh, Latino community. So I was around people of you know, brown color for my whole life growing up and noticed the differences, but just it's, it's part of my culture, just being steeped in it. Right. Like I'm, I'm not, <laughs> you know, even I, I joked to my friend Kendra that um, I'm more Latino than she is, but, <laughs> um, but just being around different cultures and seeing that. And there's two stories. I want to elaborate on the, the story you mentioned, like we were talking about Elizabeth going down to the, the March in Denver and I just, I try to have these interesting discussions with her and we're talking about, I said, why do you want to go down? And she talked about that it's important and has to make her voice heard. And I said, well, you know, I want you to know that for me and for you, for the rest of our lives, nothing has to change and nothing will change because it's fine as a white family in America. And that's where, you know, your story, she said, well, that's why we have to go down. And I was like, that's exactly right. It's exactly right. Because it's not because we're trying to keep what we've got and somebody's trying to take away what we have. We're trying to level up the people that have been, that don't have the same opportunities and understand those differences. And then the other story I was going to tell real quick is that we were walking through the park a couple of years ago on a, could have been a June night, could have been like five years ago. Exactly. I don't remember. And there's this park and Parker and we're going to go play sand volleyball for a bit. And there's two kids in the, the concrete um, basketball court shooting baskets. And they're, they're two black kids and they're probably eight or 11. I don't remember. And as we're walking up, we hear this bottle rocket go off. There's tons of illegal fireworks in that neighborhood don't even really think anything of it. So we're playing volleyball, time to come home for dinner. And a police cruiser shows up and comes up to us and just says, Hey, anybody shooting fireworks out here? And I didn't even remember. I didn't even like, I kind of heard it, but didn't pay attention to it. And one of the kids was like, yeah, but it was like a long time ago. And it came from like way down that way. And, and I'm just guessing, like I heard stories about whoever like is the, you know, the, the keeper of that park, like calling cops on, on, you know, unpermitted volleyball games or softball games. But as we're walking down the, the street to go back home, I just asked the kids, I said, what did you think when that cops rolled up here? And they're like, Oh, I don't know. I just was looking for something. And, and I, I just asked him, I said, you know, did you ever, were you concerned? Did you feel any, you know, were you worried about anything? And they said, well, no, we didn't, we weren't doing anything. We, no big deal. And I just kind of pointed back to the kids playing basketball. And I said, those kids had a very different feeling when that cop car showed up. No. And, uh, and, and that's true. I, I, I kid around, but not really kid around. I, I think there was a large, 
portion of my life where, like I said, you know, you're driving in a car or you see a uh, a cop car and you tighten up a little bit. You you, you kind of wonder, oh, okay, are they gonna look at? Are they looking at me? Okay, they 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 may act like I'm not doing anything wrong. But wait, I haven't done anything wrong. So the the last part of my life, I think I've been like you know more fighting the urge to say, okay, I've done nothing wrong. Why are you worried about it? You know, wave your hand. You know, what, you know whatever. So you know that's. You know, and I appreciate the, the the fact that you you know you know can share that with your with, with your with your kid because I think a lot of times people it's really kind of out of sight out of mind. And um, the other thing that you know I was going to mention when you mentioned before about your you know your daughter marching and saying this is the time to do it. Um, to be you know frank and honest. Please, black people, you know, black people by themselves cannot be the ones that protest and bring about change. That's just, it's just, it'll just never happen. And I'll kind of point to another point in history. If you, if you kind of look back in 1965, uh, when Martin Luther King had the, the March on Selma, and, you know, this is during the, you know, civil rights uh, time frame. And, you know, really up until that, you know, that, that point, you know, a large portion of America didn't, you know, there was really, okay, they didn't really pay attention to it for, for, for lack of better terms. It was something that they, it didn't affect them directly. And these people should be happy they live in America. And it wasn't really until they saw, you know, what you know what happened the brutality that happened that really kind of pushed some of those civil rights um acts you know because like i said that was on tv that was something that people were forced <laughs> to look at there was no you couldn't you couldn't turn away from that and i i think the the, the same thing that we've seen um today with this uh when 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 floyd you know when floyd died you you, you see you know you know eight minutes of this person just basically uh, dying in front of these cops and they have no, you know, no consideration or no, uh, you know, they place no value on his life. So it really took something like that. And, and like I said, I, I applaud that you and your daughter and, and many others are, are now really kind of, you know, having, you know, having these conversations. And, and, you know, my encouragement too, is like I said, to, as we talk, you know, there's some bravery to be able to talk to maybe some of your other friends, you know, and, and, and they said, it doesn't have to be confrontational, you know, there, you know, you know, from my viewpoint, I think the discussion is always the number, the first step. Um, There, there's always going to be some people that, uh again they may want to hit you over the head with white guilt and 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 everything like that and i i me personally i don't think that's that's a solution um like i said because you know i I think it's really positive conversation honest conversation to me brings about more change than somebody just you know pointing the finger and just saying you're you're a piece of shit and yeah and your and your family's piece of shit so i think you know these these conversations are important. And, and like I said, to your point where you were able to discuss that, you know, with your children, you know, and, and like I said, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, 
my son, you know, I said, I have, you know, uh, a 17 year old son and a 14 year old daughter, you know, my son, like I said, yeah, I had the same conversation and it's kind of unfortunate, but I had the same conversation that, you know, my, my dad had with me as far as like, you know, with police, you know, it's just like, Hey, you know, police comes in, it's yes or no, sir. Um, do as you're told. Don't, you know, don't, don't shoot your mouth off, you know, even if it's, even if it's something offensive. And again, I had to add, it's because, you know, they may look at your skin color and, you know, my kids, my kids mixed. I mean, he Mm. probably looks more Hispanic than he probably looks than on that, but it's, you know, still one of the things where I'm still having that conversation, you know, and it's not, it's not the stopping point of, yeah, don't do stupid stuff in front of cops. Everybody, all, all parents should tell their kids that, you know, that's, that's a common, that's a common theme that, you know, as parents that we want to tell our kids to be respectful for the police. The difference is when you add that, well, that may save your life. You know, I, right. I, I don't, I don't know if you had that, like, you know, you, if you, if you mouth off, you may, you know, something bad may happen. No, I didn't have to. Most history, right? Like, I think I watched Django Unchained a couple of years ago. And I think that should be required viewing just for the brutality of slavery. And, you know, our history when, you know, I was in high school was, all right, you had you know, a couple of events. One was the Civil War, Emancipation Proclamation, and then maybe touched on, like you said, Selma and MLK and some of the events. And then, I, I don't know if it was Chappelle or somebody, but said, okay, so Lincoln freed the slaves and Obama was president, and then it's all good. <laughs> it's like, no. It's like, you know, Germany faces their Nazi past and it has to be addressed and just that it was horrible, just the the segregation and everything else. And it doesn't mean that you're going to open up those wounds. It means it has to be addressed to have some common understanding about what a black man and a black woman are experiencing. And, and I'm not talking to you out of white guilt. It's that, I want to do something that could help you or help my friends or, you know, if anybody listens to this and just has a different understanding of what it's really like to be a black man in America and that it's maybe okay sometimes and maybe it's really bad sometimes, but just to have some context and, you know, you and I are not talking about general things about race. We're talking about very specific things that you and I have experienced. And that's, you know, when you agreed to have this conversation, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And I'd also say, you know, there's, um, you know, uh, you know, the Django definitely is a, you know, being that's a Tarantino one, he definitely uh, accentuates a, 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 a lot of the, the brutality and everything. I, I'd also encourage things like, you know, hidden figures. Like I said, there's a lot of, if you go out through history, um, the contributions that, you know, 
that black people have done, even in spite of racism or, or some of the things where they didn't get credit for due to the fact of that racism. And, and uh, you know, those, there's, there's definitely a, a, a plethora of, of uh, you know, movies and books. I myself, I, I, you know, I won't recommend books or movies unless I've seen them myself. I think that's kind of hypocritical. I know, uh, I think, I, I think I had a lot of people that, you know, send out, Hey, read these books. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to forward them until I read them myself. Cause who knows there might be some, you know, there might be something totally, you know, totally uh, off base or something like that. But yeah, I think, you know, and what are some of those books since you brought it up? I'm curious. <laughs> um, 12 Days a Slave is is a, a movie. I think that's what, what the movie's out on that. Um, gosh, there's a book by, uh, there's actually some old books by, uh, I'm trying to think of his name now. W.E. Du Bois. Um, you know, The Talented Tenth is a, is a good one. This was, you know, he wrote that in the early 1900s. Um, definitely some books today in terms of some of the, and I'm like dropping that blank on some of the authors on here. I'll send you, actually, give me a sec. I'll, I'll send you a list of those, but I'll, is it coming okay. to me? I, I, I might have to look over at my shelf book to see what, what I have over there, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, you know, educating yourself on, you know, different aspects, you know, not only, like I said, I think the understanding the slavery and, and the impacts of that. And, and, and a lot of times, I, actually, I have this conversation a lot of times with, um, incidentally, my black friends when we, 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 when we kind of discuss about race and, you know, in, in some parts of our community, there's, you know, the, 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 the concept of your know, reparations as far as like, you know, you know, we, we never did from the time of the civil war, never, never received our 40 makers, 40 acres and a mule. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I guess to me, I think that's a worthwhile discussion. I, I, I think personally, I wouldn't know how to, you know, how do you, how, how do you put that into a value in terms of what is, you know, you know, if you look back to then, what is the value of that worth? You know, I, I think to me, a more better way again is just, you know, true equal opportunity and not only just not being able to say that, Hey, I don't look at color at all or anything like that. But again, as far as like our education systems, um, what, you know, in some of these poorer communities, uh, or African-American communities where some of these schools are, you know, they're funded based on the community and the community has no money. So therefore the schools are failing. Um, they're, we're not paying, you know, teachers near enough. Um, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of things that could be in lieu of reparations, but again, I, that, you know, that's, that's something that, that, you know, to be discussed. Um, we still see, like I said, in terms of, you know, businesses today, you know, as far as like, uh, the number of, number of CEOs, um, you know, what is, you know, what criteria have they historically used to decide who's best to run a company versus, you know, was that some of that based on, you know, gender or skin color, you know, some of those things that really need to be looked at. 
the the justice system is you know we would definitely take a look at that in terms of the types of crime and the you know the punishment not not only uh some of these things is as far as like being death sentences but you know even just said just you know common drug trafficking things that maybe a black person may get 10 times the sentencing that uh you know say a white person would do so i think all these uh, different institutions, and one thing that's even interesting too—that's that's, that's kind of coming up—and I will I will say in, in in full disclosure, you know, some of the stuff I wasn't even aware of is is some of the name of some of these you know bases down south. Um, I didn't know that either. I you know, like I said I, you know, I, I assumed they were just named because they're named. So you know, when I you know kind of read a little bit as far as like what the you know the actual people that they were named after is just like oh wow yes you know that's probably worthwhile discussion because this guy okay he's a confederate and he actually was a pretty shitty general too so it was like there wasn't really you know what was you know there wasn't really any any resounding uh qualities even if he you know <laughs> even if he wanted to you know it's like okay he's a slave owner and he uh was incompetent in, during the confederate war so we so we named a base after you know we, we named a base after him because you know so i think you know all those things are important to, to discuss i mean what 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 do you feel and i ask this sometimes my friends what 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 is your level of comfort how would how how would you feel comfortable as far as like what would you get the most out of a conversation if they you know if a black man approached you or somebody at at, at your workplace or somebody at the bar what, what would be your comfort level um i would seek to get out of that comfort level i mean i don't I, I would say that I probably have 10 black friends, right? And if I had to, that's just off the top of my head. I, it's not a lot. Um, I would say that <clears throat> in terms of your average white guy, I am exposed to a little bit more black culture. Um, you know, I've gotten into hip hop and rap and, um, yeah, a lot of that, I think I, I would credit back to Dave Chappelle, right? Just because he was incredibly funny, but also he had musicians on that exposed me to, you know, Questlove and Q-Tip and, um, you know, and that led me back to Public Enemy and stuff that, you know, perhaps when we were in high school that, you know, it was definitely, you know, angry black man rap that I can appreciate now for, you know, not only just the, the, the music, but the lyrics and kind of what they mean. And so, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny too. I remember going to a public enemy uh, concert and, you know, and as like I said, this is, is during that time frame, and, you know, you see, you know, you see some white kids, you know, saying fight the power, fight the power. And, and in my head, I'm like, <laughs> kind of, they're kind of talking about you, man. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, like, you know, um, but and I, and I always caution people, you know, because a lot of people associate a black culture with the hip hop culture. That's a segment, it's, you know, yeah. like, it, it, yeah. you know, it's, 
it, it would be yeah. the equivalent of like saying heavy metal is white music right yeah it, yeah it's because yeah. so it, it, there's jazz and there's classical and there's yeah and everything else and yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and that that's an important distinction right it's like again the stereotypes like not all black people like public enemy <laughs> you know it's just yeah but even us having in that point it's not something i would have probably figured out on my own and i'm glad you said something and that's how we have these conversations yeah no no i mean that's you know and that's you know it's and that always kind of gets into you know, in particular, like hip hop culture, because I think, you know, you see a lot of people get in trouble because like I said, you know, it's I had a, a friend of a friend kind of mention it because, you know, he loves hip hop and everything like that. And he and he was completely honest and I don't know, somewhat sincere as far as like, well, if I'm, you know, if they're saying an N word on the. uh on the album and i'm just like singing the album is that wrong to uh say that and you know we were both like yeah <laughs> like, but why <laughs> yeah and that and that's really something that um i largely pulled it out of my lexicon uh as far as like saying the n-word you know there used to be a period of time where uh we were younger that was like you know for for a black person a black person that was like a a term of endearment you know you know you'd be like yeah my end yeah my end mm-hmm. you know but as i got older you know it, it really kind of stuck with me as, as far as like okay i'm telling a certain group of people that that term is derogatory it is you know there's nothing positive in that meaning and then i'm turning around and 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 slapping you know or 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 doing some you know somebody that i don't i don't totally know and if it's a bad term it's a bad term and that and i made that across the board across the board so i made that decision as i you know i'm not gonna you know i say my brother you know and and then i can say that to everybody you know you know you, you know when i talk to you i call you hey what's up my brother and I can say that, and that's a, that's a that's a term in love. And there's no, you know, you can't twist, you know, you, you can't. It, it doesn't have two different meanings on that. So it's 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 really you know a thing that I did for myself to kind of you know be to be consistent, you know, not not be hypocritical. Yeah, and that's an important distinction is that it's not. Uh, I'm going to use the word "our" in the context of being a white person. It's not our word to say. And I had a friend in California, I was his sales manager and he was calling on a customer and it was a black owned business. And then I had talked to, I think his name was George, coincidentally. I talked to George a bunch and turned the account over to this guy. And the guy that I worked with, awesome dude. He's got a heart of gold. He just adopted a couple of foster kids and we were just, shooting the shit one day and he's like, man, I really like that shop. He's got just a great vibe. He, he's got a wonderful service department, this, this, and this. And I was like, and just out of nowhere, he's like, I might just walk in and go, what's up my in? And I was like, you will never know that man well enough to ever say that to him. Just don't, please don't even think that it's a good idea. 
<laughs> you will never be that close to say that to him. Yeah. And I think a lot of, and, uh, I think a lot, a lot of white people don't realize that, you know, there's some that, you know, you can be as, is as, as thick as these and tight, but I think it's, there's just a, a very insulting, very, a, a very violent and hurtful reaction when that, when that, you know, word is, 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 is come out of a, a, a white person's mouth. I think, I think yeah. that's, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's just, you know, it just, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think there's anybody <laughs> that you can really talk to that would say, Oh yeah, it's cool. It's, it's cool. So here, here's the distinction I would make to help people get it through their heads. And I'm not, again, not, I'm not preaching and I don't, we're not using this as a platform. It's just a dialogue here, but like if you were in my living room and I gave you a hug and it's like, Hey, see you later. And, and then contrast that to like, if you were pulling up and walking across the street to come in my front door and I go, what's up in <laughs> like, and somebody heard that, like, what's, I mean, there's no difference in the, the word, but the usage and the context and the impact just because we're hugging each other, it doesn't make it okay yelling it across the street is terrible too. It just, there's just, yeah. It, yeah. And I think that's in, you know, kind of going back to, you know, when we touched on earlier, as far as like, uh, things that, things that black people go through, you know, you're like I said, you know, driving while black, I, you know, you didn't have to tell me what that was. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I know that. You know? So <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's a new one that he's got the, the new thing on the, on his, uh, language lexicon. But, you know, even I remember, you know, growing up and you remember when, when, when Roots came out, there was like, I don't know, it was ABC or whatever. And they had, you know, it was like that big, uh, a couple of Sundays where they had that. And I just remember like, after a while, I hated the show because, you know, not so much because of, you know, the, the content, but the fact that, you know, I'd go to school and my so-called like friends would be like, Hey, Kutakete, bow down, Toby, bow, you know, and you know, they, to them, they didn't see, they, 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 they thought it was just kind of making fun, but they didn't really see the, the, the hurt of that. And, you know, like I said, again, it was one of those during that time frame where you just, um, you know, you kind of smiled and smiled and took it or, or be like, shut up or whatever, you know, but you didn't, you didn't, you know, I, I think that, um, people at that time viewed it as acceptable, you know, even, even in a uh, kidding fashion. So again, kind of going back to your point earlier, as far as like two different, two different scenarios, one, um, the person is, you know, supposedly saying it in love versus, okay, just shouting it out the door, but it's still, again, there's still a negative connotation. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of black people that, that when they talk about it, they, they basically say, okay, well, we're, we're just removing the power of that word when we speak to each other. So rather than view it as a thing of hate and of, you know, ignorance and stupid, we're flipping, we're flipping the script. And yeah, you know, I guess for me personally, it's like, okay, well, you're flipping the script, you know, there's probably going to be some white person to say, Hey, I'm just flipping the script too. It's like, so that's why it's better off just to, you know, just like, just leave it alone. And then you don't have to worry about, it. <laughs> you know, you know, 
but there's that's, always that's, somebody that's, who doesn't get the message and doesn't yeah, get like, the yeah. context. All but that's you know that's 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 MJ's personal philosophy. That's that's not you know that's you know different different even different black people may have different opinions on that. That's just that's just one black man's opinion there. But that's how this all starts, and that's how this changes: is one black man and one white man shooting the shit and asking these questions and talking about it and it makes the world smaller and then it's just you know we're a little bit different but you know we can talk about this stuff and you know going back to the the military bases and all that i was um you know one of the things i'm challenging myself to do is and, and you had mentioned this and i wrote it down in in the wake of all this is to educate myself and meetup had this uh, how to fight systemic racism, like global meetup, uh, about two hours before we talked. And I was watching, I could only attend about half an hour of it. And they were talking about a lot of different things and it, sort of the, the racial stereotypes on shows like Law and Order, which I'm not a fan of those shows. Like I never watched them anyway but they talked about how there are always a lot of black judges on that show. And in a lot of these network dramas, how they're in cities and situations where it's a racially diverse culture, but they never show racism. And I was like, I, I didn't even, I wasn't aware of that. And again, I didn't watch the shows, but just the concept of that, um, I, I was not aware of. And then they also talked about the, uh, the lynching memorial in Alabama. And as I was on the webcast, I swat, swat, you know, switched over to a different tab in the browser and, and looked at that. And I was like, Jesus, what? How come that has to be a thing? You know? And then I just started wondering, like, well, why isn't slavery and those atrocities talked about and discussed and and remembered with the same sensitivity and reverence that the holocaust is and i think partly it's 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 one of america's you know big stains that um again it's it's an uncomfortable it's an uncomfortable conversation it's you know you know, growing up, like I said, you know, history, history classes, you know, George Washington, you know, the founder of our country, all these, you know, great men were, you know, like I said, they were slave owners. They were, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I think there's always some concern of some people having history rewritten when they don't realize it's already been kind of rewritten already. It's, it's, it's always mm -hmm. been kind of a, a slant towards, uh, you know, you know, for lack of a better term, but you know, putting you know the white people discovered America. You know, never mind the fact that we, yeah, you know, we're not the yeah, we're 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 not the we're not the Native Americans there. <laughs> it's not you know, it's like yeah, we're not. When people say you know, you know, we we, we you know, we're all immigrants there, except for the for the except for the Native Americans who lived there and and and, and got wiped out. So I mean. It's what I try to tell people. There's no. It's okay to 
you know, recognize that, you know, you know, maybe the things, some of the things that you're taught weren't necessarily like that. And I think the, the, the beauty thing about America is, is again, the ability to become a more perfect union. So it's not, mm-hmm. you know, we just didn't arrive at perfect union in, in 1980 when Ronald Reagan or, uh, you know, or even when Obama got elected and be like, okay, yeah, now we're a perfect union. It's still an evolving thing and we can still, we can redress some of the things that were wrong mm-hmm. and still love our country. You know, it, you know, it's there, there's, it, it doesn't have to be either or, you know, right. You don't have to love the country as it is. You can always ask for better. And I think, you know, you know, if we want to put some credence to with the founding fathers, it, you know, it's, it's written in the constitution to, to, to provide a more perfect union. And that's not a, you know, like I said, they realize that things were going to change and it's okay. You know, it's okay for change. It's, and sometimes it's, you know, it's change is hard, you know, let's, you know, in our own lives, you know, you kind of find that you're used to doing things a certain way. And then when somebody says challenges you on that, sometimes it's difficult, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult transformation but i think growth happens as a result of that though well and this is going to be a gross oversimplification and it's you you talked about just because you want to change and make it better in in a more perfect union you're not you don't hate the way things are you want to improve it and as you were saying that i was thinking like the analogy is you don't go to the gym because you hate yourself typically, right? You go because you want to be a better version of yourself and do the hard work. And I'm not, in no way am I making it sound that easy for what the country and, you know, Native Americans, African Americans, white Americans are facing. It's not that easy, but you're right. It's that perspective that somebody thinks that we're not tearing this down. We're building this up. We're making it, we're trying to make it better. And yeah, if you talk about Washington and Jefferson being slave owners, that that's a historical fact. There's no disputing that. And it, it should be addressed and should be talked about. It doesn't mean that, you know, they're a, they're a flawed human being like everybody else is. They're part of a, a great journey in, in this country and the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights and all that. But yeah, they participated in a, in a heinous, practice so they were you know just flawed people there's nothing wrong with admitting that you have flaws yeah and you know it's interesting like i had this you know it's kind of come back i guess full circle with uh, the whole like colin kaepernick uh and the kneeling and, and, the, and the original the, you know the the original thing and, and even when he when he did it, you know, my, my thought process was, well, I probably wouldn't have done that, but I understand and I respect, you know, the, the reason. And I, you know, not only respect, I know, I know why he's doing it. So, you know, and, and most people, they just like, they, they stopped right there. There's just like, no, there's no forgiveness. There's no, you know, and I even, you know, a couple of conversations on Facebook and, you know, Facebook's known for 
the the wide range of intellect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how many and, opinions did you convert on Facebook? Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. zero. <laughs> yeah, I think I got a bless your heart for my mom. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and I even brought to the point. I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, he even asked a green beret that he you know he purposely he said i didn't want to my my goal is not to offend people what is a way to bring attention to this but not show disrespect and you know and i forgot the the, the beret's name right off the right off the top of my head but you know he said well well kneeling is the ultimate sign of respect and i mentioned i was like well what about this guy and it was just like oh I, you know it's just like what you know why are we you know changing the conversation and i think that's a lot of times when we have great discussion it's very easy to get distracted there you know the the you know when black lives matter came out and they were doing protests all of a sudden it kind of switched over to but there's looting yeah and and i'm not one for looting i'm i always that that's more of a tinter tantrum than anything that's constructive but you know again being able to you know when people redirect but but what about okay yeah but what about you know it's like no don't stop stop with the but what about or you know listen to that think about it and then have that discussion yeah you know, I, I learn, you know, this is, this is a conversation for when you and I have beers, but um, I used to be perfect probably 15, 18 years ago and found out the hard way that I wasn't. <laughs> and it, that, that's a whole other it, pack of lunch on that one. My friend will sit down and <laughs> catch you up on that. But, you know, one thing I learned is that being so rigid in an opinion and then being closed off like it causes collateral damage starting basically in your living room in your bedroom and it radiates from there and um yeah and you're right and yeah an unfortunate you know going back to kaepernick like i just okay so the nfl acknowledged that and you know in you know, looking back on the fallout from what he did, like it was courageous and risky and, you know, having it be spun in the way that, you know, it was here, here's a, a here's a personal example, right? This is not a headline. This is just a, a, you know, a very personal example. Like, you know, my dad talks about like the relationship he had with his dad. And really the only thing they had in common was the Cleveland Browns way back then. And, I, and I'm not like throwing my dad under the bus here. I, I'm just pointing to the, the, some of the manipulation out there in the media. And he talks so fondly about the Browns and the championship and this, that, and the other. And when we were talking about, you know, Kaepernick and kneeling and, you know, he was still with the 49ers and all this, and he didn't come out and say it. And he, and I don't, think that my dad's a racist right he's different yeah, no, I've, I've i've met your dad so i mean I, yeah I can, oh that's right uh, he's yeah. good yeah I've, uh, yeah um, and, uh, god rest your soul and your mom too yeah 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 oh, man, thanks, you had man. lovely yeah lovely parents man thank you and 
just hearing him like sour on the NFL and he didn't use thugs and, you know, didn't, you know, all that stuff. But I was like, you know, you're, here's something that was like the only thing you had in common with your dad and you're letting somebody else drive the narrative and tell you what this should mean to you about what cap was doing. And I was like, that's just so unfortunate. And like, and I saw it as, yeah, like I, I, again, Marty and driving while black and thinking about you and my friend Ryan and just, yeah, Hey, this is important to people that I know personally, like I should you know, at least explore it with an open mind. And maybe I won't agree with it after I look at all sides, but I shouldn't just throw it away as something and then like turn off the NFL. Like I just remember like people again on Facebook, right? Like I'm not watching the games. Like, well, why, why not? Who's, who's telling you that you should be upset about that? Like, you know, I cried when the Broncos won the Super Bowl. like when Elway cried, like yeah. cried when my kids were born and when Elway got his first trophy. <laughs> Well, you know, it's what's a sad state of affair is where somebody is kneeling, you know, I say at, at risk of his career, uh-huh. and we blackball him, but yet we'll gladly bring on people that have abused their wives, have you know, you know, you know, committed like you know felony acts, and we're okay with them rejoining our teams. But for some reason, this, this person that's protesting a peaceful protest, police brutality is like, no, we can't go there. It, it, to me, it, it, it says something about that person, uh, about a person, if you have a problem with that and not the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And here, here's a question for you. Again, you know, white guy to black guy. Like, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I saw the whole NFL thing about Kaepernick and I was like, I would just, you know, pay for a Jersey just to like have it as a metric. And, you know, what would you think about me or just a general white guy wearing like a Kaepernick Jersey, like out of respect for that? What, what does that, what does that make you think or feel like? No, I think that's, I think that's great. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's a, you know, a, a good thing. I mean, like I said, it, it, number one, it 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 shows, um, you know, solidarity. And and like I said, and and you can, you know, he was he was he was selling jerseys before, so you know, it might have been, yeah. you know, like yeah. I said, it might have been, hey, you might be, you know, you might be a Colin Kaepernick fan. You know, he was, you know, he he led his team to a Super Bowl. They lost, but I mean, that's you know, it's, I, I think it's, I, I think it's a good thing. I think. I would probably challenge you to to maybe go, you know, maybe one step, you know, as far as like if somebody asks you, just kind of say this is the reason why, you know, you might be like, yeah, oh, I yeah. love the guy, and I love you, I love the, you know, I love what he stands for, and and I think those are, you know, I think that's important too. So, you know, again, I think. You know, when people, you know, you ask me, uh, you know, like, what, what can I, what can I do? And, and a lot of it is, again, it's, it's in your actions on a daily basis, um, exploring, like I said, expanding, expanding your horizons. 
Michael Eric Dyson. That was the name I was trying to think of there. Okay. He has like a he has a, a he has a bunch of books actually. Um, Debating Race is actually a, a a pretty good read. I have that somewhere around there. There's another one. He's he's a bit even militant. I would probably say from from my viewpoint, but um, he is definitely good on that. Cornell West, like I said, he's another one. He's he has some you know militant views, but I think there's still there's still some value. And like I said, I can, yeah, I can, I'll, I'll definitely send you a link of just, you know, books I've either read or other people have told me about, but oh, cool. I'll publish that when I release. Yeah. This. And again, that's, and, and, you know, I, books are good for, you know, expanding your horizon. I, I think I've read some books. Uh, I think one that's like on positive thinking and stuff like that. So I think there's nothing wrong with uh getting books outside of your your normal comfort zone i think you know you know for me just kind of being like okay yeah you know even how i look at some things i need to really be kind of flexible in that well and you know you'd mentioned reparations and ceos and i apologize (laughs) the glamorous life of a a podcaster i couldn't find my son's car keys so (laughs) i was trying to run around to do that and i I had some thoughts I wanted to, you know, come back to that. And again, you and I are engineers. I'm a former engineer. I don't know if you're still doing that, but um, yeah, engineering is yeah, about. I moved over to the sales side, so I got, okay. I'm, so yeah, I'm a sales too. engineer. So yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I, 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 I can I can say a couple of technical things to make it sound like I'm smarter. Kind of reflected like in college there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fake it till we do yeah. it. I don't even know. Yeah. But, you know, looking at it, it taught me to look at things logically and whether they added up or whether they made sense, whether it compiled or get a division by zero error. And I look at something like um, reparations and I, I track it back to like, the, the first line of code, for example, as a, a former software engineer, like you have a culture that was uprooted, brought over to the, the States and around the world. Slavery was a global thing, which I learned a few years ago, not just the US. And an entire culture just uprooted, decimated, enslaved, brutalized, murdered. And then all of a sudden that turns off and like, well, um, off you go you know, 300 years of, well, how do you even start that? And, you know, the 40 acres and a mule, like there's an entire race and a color of people that are 300 years, 400 years behind everybody else. And you you don't have to feel guilty about it if you don't want to. It's not, you don't have to like, you know, mea culpa white privilege, but I think, when I started looking at things that way, it made a lot of sense that, okay, something has to be leveled up. You don't have to take something from somebody else, but there's, there's a timeline that is, there's a huge Delta there that just has to be addressed. I don't know what the answer is to that, but I'm like, that's the fundamental problem. Yeah. And I think what people don't realize, you know, they, they say, well, slavery was, slavery was not that long ago. I mean, I, I, I kind of harken back to, I don't know if you ever saw this video. It was, uh, I think this lady was probably about 102 years old or something like that. And Barack Obama invited her 
you know, to the White House. And so she was just, you know, dancing, just, I mean, just, it was such a uh, powerful moment. And you, and you realize that her mother was a slave. Wow. So she had, you know, going from the fact that knowing that your mother was owned by somebody else, everything that she grew up in, you know, including, like I said, all through the early 1900s, all the way in through the, you know, 60s and 70s and, you know, 80s up to now to then see a black president was like to her just like just the, uh, you know, a shining, a shining jewel. And, and so when, when, when it always, it always bugs me a little bit when people say, well, you know, slavery happened way back when, or I can't be responsible for what my ancestors did. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. though no, you can't, you know, yeah. And, and frankly, I, 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 I would probably look at you kind of, you know, sideways if you kind of came up to me and say, Hey, I apologize for my forefathers or something like that, you know? So it's more like, what are you doing now? But you know, to your point, uh, in terms of reparations, I guess, and again, this is this is MJ's idea of what he believes reparations should be, in terms of em- empowerment. You know, you know, how what are we doing to empower like black youth to, to to you know, like to promote black businesses to to promote education, and and some of that is that that falls on the black community as well, as far as like what are we doing to, you know to be as role models to, to, to black youth, to, um, you know, say to, to be able to rise beyond and, and be able to say, yes, you can be a CEO or yes, you can be a president. I remember I told my son this and he couldn't believe it. You know, I, I told my son and I remember in third grade and I was, you know, like I said, Pueblo, I think in some ways, I was pretty fortunate as far as like my upbringing in, in terms of being there. Obviously there was things going on, but I remember like in third grade, um, I believe the teacher was it Miss Birkinshaw. I, for, I, for, I forgot what her name was, but one of the things we had to do in class was, you know, walk around, you know, tell what we wanted to be when, when we grew up and, you know, so, you know, this person said, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a scientist. And I remember saying, I want to be president. And I remember the teacher coming up and saying, well, you know, maybe that might not be something you can, you know, maybe you'd probably be a good dentist. And mm-hmm. I remember going home and telling my mom that and I was like, you know, I was, Gosh, I told you, know, I asked the teacher I could be president. She didn't think I could be that. And I remember my mom was like, well, you, you know, maybe, you know, maybe one day. You know, so, when, well, like I said, when, when Barack Obama got to be, you know, got to be president, that was like, okay, it's like, okay, he can do it. There's no, the sky, you know, the sky's the limit. So I think there's, you know, you know, there's definitely, um, as a community being able to say, okay, how, how do we empower, you know, how do we empower people to strive for those positions? And then on the other side, as far as like those that are in that, how do we look for that talent? You know, how do we, you know, do we automatically uh, make assumptions based on their 
you know, skin color to be like, okay, well, and, and I don't think it's as uh, devious as, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hire this black person because they're black. I think, you know, there, there, there may be some rare cases, but I think in large part, it's more of the unconscious, like, well, maybe he's not quite ready and not really looking at okay what you know what are what are some of his credentials or, or what are what are you using the same factors that you may view this other person and giving them that equal opportunity so i think that's where you know really i, I think that the the next phase in terms of how you kind of strive for equality and uh you know more reparations i think that's a little bit more meaningful rather than somebody just writing a check for $50,000 and say, yeah, here, here, here you go for, you know, 200 years or whatever. I think it's a little bit more, how do we get ourselves ingrained into the, you know, the, the USA system that, that needs to be addressed in terms of, you know, education, uh, pride in themselves to be able to say that you are, that you are somebody uh, and then, like I said, you know, people, you know, truly viewing people as equal in, in all instances and not, and not when it's convenient or, or, you know, uh, like the, the, the lady in, uh, you know, in New York, uh, what, what was her name? Amy Cooper, um, where she, you know, she worked with some black people. She claimed she was never racist and have a racist bone in her body. But then you know, the first thing she does when she gets called out for doing wrong, she calls the police and says a black man's attacking her. So I think, you know, those, those are things that when we talk about reparations, I think it's more reparations of your mind, the, the, the reparations of, of how you view things, how you interact. I think that's where you'll probably see the most uh, change and, and, and more of a drive to, uh, equality but again that's mj speak so I'm, I'm sure other people uh have other opinions actually if you read uh uh michael uh michael eric dyson's book he'll probably explain reason why they're they're why reparations is you know is valid you know he, he has mm -hmm. a section there on that so it, there's different opinions on that well i love that phrase reparations of the mind right because nobody's got a time machine. You can't go back and, and stop the slave ships and, and everything else like that, but you can, what can you do moving forward? That's, that's simple problem solving. But yeah, in this case, like that, that phrase I thought was just brilliant. And yeah. And it, it's, it's always the little things that add up. And you know, you'd mentioned, well, geez, <laughs> like an hour ago about like at the workplace or, you know, if you're out and, I just remember um, I, I read something on how like Superman and all that took down the clan back in the, God, was it the thirties or forties when they just made all the, the Klansmen buffoons, like Superman would go beat the shit out of them. And they talked about frown power, about somebody uses something, you know, racial, like a slur or a slander or something like that. And just frown at them. And, all these little tiny things that you don't change a country, you change a person and changing minds. I think that's just a, that's a brilliant 
turn of the phrase. And if you're going to write a book, that's your title right there. There you go. Hey, if it's on the podcast, I'll give you like, you know, I'll give you the foreword on that there. (laughs) (laughs) Like probably probably one of the few conversations where I said something that made some sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. We were were due for a, For something that's insightful. <laughs> it's only taken us what eighteen years. Eighteen years, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, better late than never, man. Yeah, see. <laughs> education at full work. <laughs> well, um, Mike, I just want to say thank you. I mean, this was um, again. I didn't want this to be take a black person to work day. You know, thank a vet type stuff, and and not throwing shade on on those things I, I wanted it to be like a genuine education for me first and foremost and I just thought your story was powerful and that the fact that you can be an educated law-abiding man facing a horrible tragedy and end up in cuffs and maced and just like this shit's real and I just, I thank you for opening up a painful part of your life and um, spending um, you know, an hour and a half with me and just, just reinforce. Yeah, I, I just enjoy you, man. It's just, it's been way too long and just, I'm happy that you're my friend and thank you for the honor of sharing these stories. No. And I think it was a good conversation. I don't know in terms of uh podcast, it's like an hour and a half is probably like, Whoa, that's way too long there. Hopefully you didn't, you know, but you know, in the beginning, I, you know, I said, you know, we talked about having, you know, having a difficult, having a discussion on a difficult topic doesn't mean it has to be a difficult discussion. So I think if, if nothing else from, you know, and maybe you should cut this into the beginning just in case that people get, you know, call it, fall asleep after about the first 45 minutes. But um, if nothing else, to be able to show that, okay, we can, you know, this was a pleasant conversation. This was, yeah. you know, this was, this was a great conversation. It didn't, you know, like I said to me, it didn't seem like uh, an, a, an hour and a half or however we took or anything like that. So it, it really seemed like we were just talking 15 minutes. And so it doesn't have to be, you know, difficult. Um, start with your friends. I mean, that's, that's, it, 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 if I were to give some advice to, to some people to say, you know, what can I do? You know, start with, start with your coworkers, start with your, start with your friends. Cause that's, at least you have a little bit of a familiarity, uh, you know, some, some level of, you know, warmth and friendship to be able to have that. And then, yeah, then, you know, it, you know, if you feel so, you know, go ahead and talk to a large community, you know, go and visit some of these black owned uh, businesses or things like that, or, or, or sit down and, and have a conversation. You know, I, I think that's, that's really where, where it starts It you know, it, it starts with the conversation. So I appreciate uh, the platform and allow me to ramble on for, for probably more, more time than I needed to. And, you know, God love for you, brother. You know, you, 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 yeah, we go we go way back, and I know we're in separate states, but you know, I still, you know, you're still a, a good friend, and I always consider that uh, that that you are, you know, even even though we're several miles apart, and you know, a lot of our conversation is maybe on social media or, or, or occasional text or something like that. But you know, I I got a lot of love for you, and and I'm proud of what you're doing in these uh, 
you know, podcasts, you know, not only this conversation, but, you know, tackling another conversation. I think, I think it's great. And uh, I applaud you for that. It means the world, man. Thank you so much. I, I, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. So yeah, next week you're going to have to have something lighthearted or something like that to go back to, <laughs> yeah, you some, go back to comedy. You know, one thing I didn't know that, that since we're closing up on it, I didn't yeah. realize that you were, uh, you're doing uh, improv. I, I, I caught that on the, uh, on one of your podcasts. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, well, I can see it. <laughs> you know, the little things that you find out like in, in podcasts. The other thing I didn't, I didn't know that, um, I think you mentioned on one that you had, I don't know if it was a ADHD or something like that or concentrating. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, damn it. I was just thinking that I just got hit in the head too many times or something or drank too much. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Matt has this song right there, man. I got, you know, I was like, <laughs> doggone, I should have asked him about it earlier then. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's, 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 it's so great, you know, you know, talking with you, man. And, and, you know, you and your family you know, continue to be blessed, man. And, you know, definitely, like I said, next time I'm in town or, or, you know, you head your way in Austin. Yeah. I, I definitely want to hear the, uh, <laughs> I want to hear the, the, the over beer conversation there. I'll, I'll even buy a first round there. So you got it. Yeah. I, I should have just reached, I had no idea you're in Austin. Man. I was down there two summers ago for work, maybe three and, is just kind of a quick in and out, but yeah, had I known, um, but I'll put, I'll put that in the back of my mind for, for Austin once, you know, planes are flying and places are open. Yeah. Once once COVID's over. Yeah. I guess that, that'll be another conversation as far as like, yeah, that lined up uh, as far as like COVID or just pandemics or do we have anybody smart enough that can speak to that eloquently? Um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I don't think I do either. <laughs> yeah. My uncle Bruce is not a good, he's like, like yeah, he's, not, not, he's not a good subject matter. He's got a lot of opinions, but yeah, he's not a good subject matter. So, yeah, we might have to work on that one there. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I'm going to hit stop and then hold on for a second. But okay. um, yeah. MJ, thanks for the time. It was yeah. so good to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, Matt.